Hello everyone, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of Passionate Curiosity. Wow, it has been a while. I think it's been about two months since my last episode with Alex Martinez, aka Tipsy Soul. If you haven't heard that one, make sure you go ahead and check it out. It is episode three, and we talk about a lot of great things. Alex is a travel blogger, and she and I got into a great conversation about what it's like to travel in your 20s, and I hope that whoever has already listened to it has gotten some value out of it and is coming back because of it. I also wanted to give out a shout-out to Kalunayas. I think that's how you pronounce your name, Kalunayas. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. But I wanted to thank you for providing me my first review on iTunes. This is such a newborn project still for me. I had just randomly found Kalunayas through hashtag culture, which, by the way, is still a mind-blowing concept to me. Like I literally clicked on the hashtag passionate curiosity to see what would pop up on Instagram and her profile came up and I um, was interacting with her on her content and we ended up getting into a deep conversation of what the term passionate curiosity means for her and what it means for me and how we can connect on that level and so it was a great conversation and I'm so happy she took the time to go onto iTunes and write a review for me Um, you're the first and still the only one who has done that. So thank you so much for leaving me a review. And if anyone else feels like they're getting value out of this podcast at all, or if they appreciate it whatsoever, go ahead and feel free to leave a comment on any of the platforms that you could be listening from, or leave a five-star rating if that is what you feel led to do. And I would hope to see more positive feedback as I drop more content and produce more episodes consistently, which I definitely am planning to do. I am planning to have a schedule of a set day of the week or at least a bi-weekly posting of episodes. So I am excited for this new venture and also very nervous because that is a huge promise that I would have to commit to and maybe I just have commitment issues. (laughs) But I am looking forward to having that responsibility, using this platform as my creative outlet to speak my truth. I usually don't like saying that I didn't have the time for something Um, because I just feel like you do have the time in the day, you just make time for what is important or what is a priority to you in that season of your life. I would like to say that I am in the season of transition. I am 24 years old and I had been trying to get into grad school for vocal performance. I majored in music in undergraduate. I went to Rollins College in Orlando, Florida, and I have been kind of in that transition phase for about two years now because I know that I really would love to go to grad school, but with how things are right now, with funding and um, graduate programs as a whole are just completely unaffordable in the United States, I don't see that happening now um, anytime soon. I was just offered a financial package from the University of Memphis, but it's looking more like I will not be accepting it. And I'm coming to terms with this for the first time. I'm accepting the fact that I am going to build my career and build my brand around myself, around boosting up my experience 
so that this time that I'm spending waiting on getting into grad school is not wasted time or it's not just the in-between, but it's something tailored more towards my long-term goals and what I see myself doing, as well as my current talents and what I hope to build upon. I think everyone graduates from college and they have this idea that, oh my God, if I'm not doing exactly what I was doing in college, as soon as I graduate, then I'm a failure and no one is going to find value in me and I don't have anything else to do. Like, this is my passion, this is what I want to do. I don't see myself doing anything else. And honestly, I think educators need to really find how destructive this mentality is for students. I think a lot of times educators are worried about the student while they have them in the in the program that they're in because of the fact that that is their job and they want to keep their job. But I think the true educator, the educator will know how to guide them and to inspire them to seek out all of their talents and all of their skills, and most importantly, to make it marketable in society. I know that in the last episode, Alex and I were kind of speaking from a, a personal place where we both have experienced trouble in, you know, the application process, the whole financial process, the moving process, the entire idea of moving somewhere to attend a program that can possibly accumulate debt and is not guaranteeing a job. We were very, I know listening back to it, I feel like I came off as someone who was completely against graduate school and that is, if you know me personally, you know that is not the case at all. I am actually the opposite. I am in love with education. I love learning. I mean, I think the the basis of this podcast itself is centered around learning, around knowledge, around seeking higher self. And I think education is one of the means to gain higher ground on knowledge. But I think the education system has completely turned into something that it wasn't before and that we are constantly told by the generations before us to continue to go to college because for them it was something that was a bit more affordable and we live in the day and age where we have internet and they didn't have the internet or the access to internet like we do now and so those are two completely different things. Um, The internet honestly is more marketable. The internet is free right now. Who knows if that is going to happen for our children or their children. Um, I don't know where the internet is heading, but I know that in this current place and time, without looking behind and without looking ahead, I have access to tools that are completely free and that I need to take advantage of those things and I need to explore what I'm passionate about in that realm of things and make it marketable for myself. I kind of came to the realization of, well, then I have this battle of the wanting to have complete mental freedom and not wanting to be tied to any system, but then, you know, having to follow through with being part of the internet world. So, you know, if I want to use my content, you know, I would have to engage in social media. And I really had to question, is that something that I want, and I'm still questioning, is that something that I want? I even considered completely quitting social media and any type of technology cold turkey, to be honest, and I was going to stick to texting. I have a friend who just did that, and he says that he reads a lot more, he sleeps a lot more, and he's focused more on his nutrition and 
honestly, to me, that's admirable. To me, that's freedom. But I have to be aware of my fear of conforming to the point that it blocks me from making any kind of social impact. And that, to me, is a little bit more important right now. So I plan on using my money and my energy in my own brand rather than in needing a degree to hide behind. I still find the value in getting a degree, and I still am aiming maybe about five years from now to get a degree, more or less, but it is not going to be the center of my attention and it's not it's the power in my life that I've been giving it. And so that's what led me to ask, what kind of influence can I have on the friends or the small group of followers that I have now that can lead a domino effect? And I think my friend Lovett from high school, if you're listening, shout out to you. Uh, he has his own podcast. Go ahead and listen to that. It is Views from Orlando. He has a lot of great things. As a side note, his podcast is about entrepreneurs and um, business and relating in the Orlando area to business and entrepreneurs. You have interest in that. You have entrepreneurial tendencies. Go ahead and listen to his content. But back to what I was saying about Levitt, one time he said that he thinks that I am too much of a perfectionist and that I just have to put things out there and continue working on it and let it build from there. And when he said that, I think that struck a chord there because it's true. I I have a very all or nothing personality and that's a great thing as far as commitment and being able to see things through. Very overwhelming to overthink every little thing all of the time and that's kind of where the concept of this episode stems from. I had to ask what is it that I'm battling and what is it that I fear and I think the fear of failure is what really came up, or more the fear of not finishing what I started. And that's when I realized that this isn't about me. This isn't about anyone in particular. This is just about the observation of life as we know it. This is the observation of life as it is. And I do that naturally. We all do that. We all observe life. We think and perceive and interpret, and then we decide what to share with others and what to keep as our own introspection. So this is where the birth of this concept begins, the ego and the journey of self-discovery. Well, let's go ahead and define. I have a web definition, and it says, ego is the part of the mind that meditates between the conscious and the unconscious and is responsible for reality testing and a sense of personal identity. This definition can lead us to assume that most of the ideas regarding the ego are based on empirical observation versus strictly logical insight. In fact, many will believe that the ego exists as a battle between the empirical and logical forces of the mind and your ability to manage what you perceive. Now, with this definition, It kind of simplifies the complicated idea of ego. I think people hear the word ego and it's kind of a negative connotation to it. They automatically think of pride or they think of self-centered personalities. But this definition brings it back to the mind 
and how we all meditate between what we see logically and what we experience. This definition, along with my own personal experience, leads me to believe that the ego creates a reality founded on the assumptions we've accepted as truth. This phenomenon undermines our childlike, spontaneous state of being, you know, the place where you interact with the world around you without care of judgment and without the restraints on your freedom, out of the respect for complexity that we've acquired throughout our lives. I think just about any religion or any type of cultural upbringing um, touches on the idea of ego and the complexities that come with facing the ego. I think where parents and religious institutions fail is their misunderstanding of how to deal with ego and the tendency to view that entirely as a negative thing, as well as something to embrace. There's a quote by Byron Katie that says, the ego is not an enemy. I literally loved it to death. Be kind. Consider the terror of falseness. The ego is a confused child. And this concept of the ego being misunderstood and why we should actually be grateful for it is something that is very intriguing to me. Maybe that's my, my middle child syndrome, constantly interested in the underdog and the one who's misunderstood. And this personification of the ego itself might be my way of identifying with the ego that is within me. Whatever it may be, however you process it, I think it is safe to say that it is important to face the ego and to recognize it at one point or another in the journey to self-awareness. I would love to hear any feedback that any of you have on the idea of ego. I am completely right now wrapped in any studies of the mind of consciousness. I have a newfound obsession with neurological research and I am looking more to aim my career in the direction of music therapy. I still find music to be a huge part of my life, and I truly, truly believe that it is essential for humanity. I am looking to change my focus to the study of music and its impact on the brain, particularly for music as medicine. I think there is a world of research that is yet to be discovered in this realm. I believe that certain things such as music, creativity, art, exercise can improve the brain even if there is brain damage, even if there is mental illness, and I believe that there is a future where we will be using these things to replace, to replace certain medications. I think most of you who are listening who know me from college or high school have known me as someone who was very heavy in the performance area of music. That was something that I was really focused on in college, and I spent most of my time doing that, and I am not done singing. In fact, I feel like this is going to lead me to more performance opportunities, but I just don't see performance as my main focus for my career. I just want to be able to do many things, and part of that is helping people, part of that is still performing, all of that and will be under the realm of music itself 
and I hope to be a voice in the music world and to make an impact with research as well as with my talents for performance. I am very excited for where this path may take me. I'm excited to create my own path that has never been done before, and I hope you are all interested in sticking with me and with seeing what else I bring to the table for this podcast. I am planning to have more guests on the podcast. I really enjoy interacting one-on-one, face-to-face, as you guys know from my, I think it was episode one when I said I kind of don't like talking to myself in a room by myself. I'd prefer the interaction of conversation. So I am really looking forward to the episodes coming up where I have other people on here. And it is some really exciting content that is coming. I also have a bunch of ideas floating around in my head for a bunch of other creative projects outside of this podcast. So if you would like to keep up with me, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Kristen Sotovoce. And one last thing before we go, I can't forget to do my current obsessions. And actually, my current obsession is an old obsession. I just didn't have the podcast around when they, when both of these albums came out. But I am still very obsessed with both Chance the Rapper's coloring book as well as Paramore's After Laughter. And something I thought that was interesting, although they came out a year apart from each other, After Laughter came out May 12, 2017, and Coloring Book came out May 13, 2016, I believe. So that is very interesting to me, that the birthdays of both albums are around each other. Another current obsession is my current read. It is called 12 Rules for Life, An Antidote to Chaos, and it is a 2018 best-selling self-help book by Canadian clinician, psychologist, and psychology professor Jordan B. Peterson. And this book is blowing my mind every time I pick it up to read it. Every time I read a rule, it seems to be exactly what I need to hear at the right time, and I am blown away by how honest he is and how necessary it is for this book to be written at this given time. So if you can get your hands on it, if you can listen to it on Audible or wherever you read books, make this at the top of the list make sure you get a hold of this book because it is mind-blowing and it is incredible. And just to end with current events is the news of both Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade and the loss of both of their lives to suicide. And this is obviously very heartbreaking. They both contributed. This was something that was very heartbreaking to hear. They both left a legacy of great work behind in two completely different worlds, but with the same human feeling of loneliness or whatever it is they were going through to lead to to have such a devastating fate. Um, I send my condolences to anyone who might be battling the same thing or who has experience with loss because of the same thing. I personally lost a best friend from high school from that and it is a very very lonely place to be if any listener out there is struggling please do not hesitate to reach out to me or you can 
call the hotline for suicide prevention at 1-800-273-8255. They are available 24 hours every day. I think there are even apps now where you can text people if you don't want to talk to anyone over the phone. Um, There's online chat with them I see here. And as always, I am here for anyone who knows that I exist. Anyone who needs me can reach out to me, and I come from a place of non-judgment. I come from a place of relatability. So please, even if I'm your last resort, know that I am an option and that you are not alone. I am eternally grateful for all of you who are listening, and I am looking forward to creating more and sharing more with you all. Until next time, thank you for listening to Passionate Curiosity Podcast.